Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Britain's Bad News. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Well, it's simply that the past winter, one of the mildest in living memory, has had its effect in other ways as well. Most important of all, it's resulted in an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop. The popular BBC show Panorama broadcasted a segment on April 1st, 1957. It began with romantic Italian music playing while the camera tilted upward into the sky of a lush rural springtime in Switzerland. Trees blossoming, laundry laid out on a balcony in the sunlight. The narrator, Richard Dimbleby, kind of a David Attenborough of the time, begins, quote, it isn't only in Britain that spring this year has taken everyone by surprise. And it did, truly. This broadcast, as innocuous as it seemed, became one of the most famous and ridiculous hoaxes in all of BBC history. Today we're making a meal, sorry, of the BBC's spaghetti tree hoax. The segment was produced in an incredibly straightforward way, presenting a family in southern Switzerland who keeps spaghetti trees and harvests them when the tree is ready. It's in pretty grainy black and white footage. If there's no VO, you'd think it was maybe like a weeping willow tree or something. The voiceover recounts a harvesting as, quote, an anxious time for the spaghetti farmer and recounts a mild winter with the virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil. The blonde, serious Swiss family is harvesting the noodles very delicately, one by one, really, and laying them down into a giant shallow basket. The BBC goes on to share footage of a traditional harvest festival and a discussion of the breeding necessary to produce the perfect spaghetti noodle length. The segment was filmed in two places, the Pasta Foods Factory on London Road in Hertfordshire, England, and at a hotel in Castanola, Switzerland. Despite its journalistic tone and straightforward construction, if you watch this two-minute and 28-second segment right now, you will totally realize it's meant to be a joke, a hoax. But this very deadpan segment on a news channel through Great Britain for a loop. Everyone believed it for two very important reasons. One, in Great Britain in 1957, pasta was not often eaten. In fact, if you were eating pasta in the UK, you'd mostly find it in an aisle with all the cans of pickled vegetables and sauces as tinned spaghetti in tomato sauce. It was considered by many to be an exotic delicacy. Two, at the time, 7 million of the 15.8 million homes, about 44% in Great Britain, had television sets. TV was widely popular, but still fairly new form of communication used primarily for information. 
Not as much for entertainment, especially a news channel. Pretty different from today, I would say. So people trusted their news sources, especially the Panorama announcer Richard Dimbleby. A veteran broadcaster, Dimbleby was the BBC's first war correspondent and not at all known for deadpan or subversive humor. And the Spaghetti Tree segment aired, without comment, at the end of an actual, legitimate news program. So an estimated 8 million people watched the Panorama segment that April Fool's Day in 1957. The next day, literally hundreds of people phoned the BBC asking about the authenticity of the story. The BBC was shocked and definitely not prepared for all of the calls. Some caught on to the joke, but according to the BBC's Leonard Mayall, quote, mainly the calls were requests for the BBC to settle family arguments. The husband knew that it must be true that spaghetti grew on a bush because Richard Dimbleby had said so. And the wife knew it was made with flour and water, but neither could convince the other. A few wanted to know where they could get their own spaghetti tree. To reply to the latter question, the representatives of the British Broadcasting Network, a news source, told them to, quote, place a sprig of spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. I love it. Let's take a break. Hi, everyone. It's Elise from True Crime Cat Lawyer. That's right. I've combined my three favorite things into a podcast, cats, true crime and lawyering. Every other Thursday, my co-host Winston and I bring you a new case from the Pacific Northwest. Winston is my sassy sidekick with a mustache who can often be found donning a bow tie. In other words, she's my cat. Winston and I are passionate about true crime and we love doing this podcast. As of this recording, we've released over 30 regular episodes and a few bonus episodes. Our episodes are focused on the victims and sharing their stories, something we take a lot of pride in. We're working hard to produce true crime content in an ethical way. Plus, Every quarter, Winston and I donate our ad proceeds and Patreon proceeds to a true crime or animal-related nonprofit organization. If you're from the Pacific Northwest or you just enjoyed true crime, Winston and I would love for you to check out our show. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Good Pods. We hope you'll join us for some true crime in the Pacific Northwest. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. So where did this great spaghetti hoax even come from? Panorama cameraman Charles de Jaeger dreamed up the idea after remembering how teachers at his Austrian middle school teased him and his classmates for being so stupid that if someone told them that spaghetti grew on trees, they would believe it. Great middle school. The editor of Panorama, Michael Peacock, told the BBC in 2014 that he gave de Jaeger a budget of £100 and pretty much just unleashed him onto Castanola, Switzerland to make the piece. 
Like we said earlier, the voiceover was key to the believability of the segment, and Richard Dimbleby brought it. Peacock said Dimbleby knew they were using his authority to make the joke work, and that he loved the idea. Peacock hadn't told his superiors at the BBC that the prank segment was even going to air, so it was news to the BBC Two when it did, which again is something you could never get away with nowadays. Even the BBC's own director general, Sir Ian Jacob, believed the hoax, at least at first. He and his wife tried to look up in the Encyclopedia Britannica, only to discover that the encyclopedia at the time didn't even mention spaghetti. Quote, the spaghetti harvest was a splendid idea, beautifully shot and organized, he later wrote to Dieger. Quote, this item has caused a great deal of delight, one way or another. Pretty cool for the head of the BBC to be like, pretty okay with a prank that nobody okayed to air. The BBC got a lot of heat for the decision to air a prank segment at the end of an otherwise serious news program. But David Wheeler, the panorama producer who wrote the script, remained unrepentant, telling the BBC in 2004, quote, I think it was a good idea for people to be aware they couldn't believe anything they saw on the television and that they ought to adopt a slightly critical attitude towards it. I mean, nowadays, Wheeler's words really ring true to me, though I think fucking with people can be an absolutely dangerous thing to do on a news source that they trust. News outlets kind of have a responsibility for us to inform, maybe not necessarily entertain, though nowadays the lines are, of course, more blurred than ever. I mean, 1957, you're not anticipating any tomfoolery when it comes to news broadcasts. No. In defense of people's gullibility, mm-hmm. uh, why would you think differently? And, and to look back in the 1950s, it's true, like spaghetti, yeah. and pasta. I feel like it was a lot of meat and potatoes, uh, <laughs> wonder bread. That's right. And it wasn't a lot of, you know, spaghetti and, and pasta, especially in the late mm-hmm. 50s, and even in America. Mm-hmm. And I imagine in England, even less so. So it's not like they were talking about ham yeah, as a food. You know, they were talking about spaghetti. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like spaghetti is used a lot in... People talk, you know, lore, like, isn't there like the spaghetti, like spaghetti monsters? And there's like some, I forget what. Spaghetti monsters. So the flying spaghetti monster is pasta farianism, a social movement that promotes the lighthearted view of religion. And it's kind of a, it's a joke. It's yeah. not real, but they use spaghetti. That's why it sounded familiar, the flying spaghetti monster. Spaghetti, mm-hmm. for some reason, is used when talking about Things like religion or things that are like out there concepts. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Although I just learned this at my job. Spaghettification is a real scientific process. When you enter a black hole, your body will stretch and spaghettify, get long and very narrow. Interesting spaghetti facts we're all learning today, huh? Do you mean I get, will I get tall though? Tall and skinny. Ooh. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.